Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 866, Mighty Morphin Mini Spartans, recorded live on June 29th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we are a week into Season 4 of Halo Infinite, and for those that have come back around to check out what's all the new hotness, welcome back to Halo. It's nice to have you back. It's been a while since mm-hmm. uh, we've seen some of y'all, and you've heard inklings of infection, and new maps, and new modes, and... Mini Slayer just got dropped, and the Pit remake has been released, and we have our first event of the season. There's lots of stuff going on tonight, or the, well, this week, and yeah, lots of stuff going on tonight too. We have quite a few articles to go through. Uh, probably won't be too long of a show, just because we had a nice long interview last week with the November Black production folks, and we didn't get a chance to get around to the season four stuff, so. Well, a lot of news is old, and we covered some of it before. There's a couple new things to talk about, but as we normally do, let's do a rounds of potacular goodness. Starting with GT and Fragon Friday last week. How did things go in my uh, in my absence? Things went really well. Um, actually, cut last week a little bit short. I was I was tired. It was a rough week last week. I was doing two jobs instead of just one in the same place. And you're running my fat butt off. Anyway, um, no, we had a lot of time. We had a lot of fun. We played a few rounds of Infection. I'm, st- I still suck at it. Just you know, so everybody knows. The, uh, I kind of like the way they've got it set up. It seems, of the infections that have been out there, it's probably the most balanced um, that I've seen so far between Infected and uh, not. The uh, invisibility for the alpha zombie doesn't seem to be really that overpowered, overpowered, uh, because he he has to move slow to maintain that invisibility. You know, he can't sprint across the map invisible. They did a pretty good job on the map design or the map layouts to limit the campy corners. And with the addition of the equipment, that does it does also help if you do have one of those where you have a corner where you know, you can only attack from one direction. There's ways to counteract that for the zombies, so it's not just a kill fest. So yeah, I, I think they did a really good job with it. I think so too. I was really happy when we played as the foreigners early on with how it felt. I really liked the announcer effects i did like the balance as well um i want to touch on infection and since we're kind of talking about it might as well kind of enter into the topic before we get on to some of the other stuff but you mentioned the balance thing with it didn't it seems like the teams are pretty well balanced and i've seen uh from videos people posted online and just from my own experiences with playing infection so far there are some rounds that do end with the spartans winning versus the infected i think 
more infected rounds are probably won than than not. So it seems like it's a pretty good time length for matchmaking, pretty good experience overall for both teams. And I think I really like how they kind of thematically put weapons and equipment in places with the ragdoll Spartans and other Mm -hmm. effects blocking certain pathways, making certain maps feel more of a you're trying to survive an infection type of thing. So Mm -hmm. I really, really thought they did a good job with both the map touches or including the map touches, the balancing, the equipment usage, how they give the Spartans enough ammunition throughout the map with the crates and the other weapons, but it's not too much. And then having the beta zombies have the the obfuscation one. I'm blanking on the actual term of it at the moment. The shroud? Yeah, the shroud screen. Mm-hmm. And having the alphas have the quantum translocator. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd rather have the shroud screen. I mean, don't get me wrong. If If you're smart enough... And you can get it set up correctly the first, you know, initially. Yeah, it can be pretty effective, but I'm not that good. (laughs) The Strauss screen, I think, addresses a comment that you made just a minute ago, which was the campy corner thing. So there are a few maps that have some of those places that people tend to gravitate towards to Mm -hmm. make a defense. And the shroud screens really help from obfuscating them from knowing which angles you're coming from and what attack vectors maybe everyone's coming in at. Granted, mm-hmm. you can still hear where they're coming from, so if you've got a good ear for it, you can kind of get an idea and you can spray and pray a little bit. But it does help, to your point, balance out the infection mode compared to how we've seen it in other games. And although I'm not very good at it, I really like what they've done with this implementation of infection. Well, that, you know, that's one of the, one of the biggest complaints I've always had with any infection map is there's always that spot where the Spartans can go, where you have limited access and they have high visibility so they can see you coming from a mile away with the shroud screen. If it's played correctly, you can block that view and take away their advantage. I mean, it's not like nobody knows where they are because they get a big red ball above their head. Uh, you know, so it's not like they're hiding. But I think it balances that out. Nice thing about the last part in standing is you don't know where they are until the first person hits them and then the icon shows up over their head. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a hunt. Now, I've also seen people not too happy with the implementation of once it gets down to one Spartan, it's 30 seconds left not the rest of the round time. Yeah, I would, I would like to see, I can understand that. I mean, the reason why they did it, but I would say at least a minute on that clock or whichever's, whichever's shorter a minute or the rest of the match. Right. You know, you know, if there's only 30 seconds left in the match, then just leave it at 30 seconds. If there's like four minutes left in it, then drop it to one. You know, drop it to one because it is an advantage for the Spartan, but it's also an advantage 
for the infected because that minute or 30 seconds in this case can instill instill a little bit of panic in that last Spartan. So he might not be just as accurate with his shots. I'm not saying that works for everybody. You know, there are some people, it doesn't matter what pressure you put them on, they'll annihilate you. <laughs> but yeah, I can understand why they did it to expect to expect a Spartan to hold out for, you know, three or four minutes as the last Spartan standing rarely happens anyway. And it just puts a little pressure on the infected to finish the game quickly. Yep. From a matchmaking perspective, it makes sense. I don't know if 30 seconds is the right amount of time. Maybe extend it to 40 might be a little bit better, but I think that's really the only complaint I've seen for infection that's been released so far. I haven't seen this implementation in custom games yet, as far as people being able to make things that they were able to using the infection mode in Halo 5, mm-hmm. Reach, 4. I haven't seen that yet. But as far as matchmaking, a lot of people seem to really like this implementation of infection. And I think this is probably one of the better matchmaking infections that we've seen out of a Halo game so far. Mm-hmm. The... Um... I think of, you know, of the games we played, I think we only had one one match that actually went to time. Okay. I mean, even with the 30-second countdown, you, you know, most of the matches I won, I, I, or most of the rounds that I played, uh, most times all the Spartans would die before the clock would run out. I know in every, every situation, the last Spartan standing did get lit up. Okay. The funny thing is, it seems really inconsistent on how many sword swings it takes to kill them. It's four. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen like four most of the time, but I've seen a few of them that either I missed a couple of swings or it it seemed like it took two because I was getting kind of mixed reports between the players the the people we were playing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people were getting them in two and some of them were getting them in four. But I mean, it, it could it be could, where if, if you hit them from behind, it counts as a double strike instead of a single. So maybe that's... Yeah, like I said, I don't know. It just... I just know really, whenever you have the icon, you can see it tick down and it's basically four quadrants that tick down mm-hmm. as it gets... If you're that close with the sword, you ain't looking at the icon. No. I mean, the only reason I noticed it is because I saw the icon and I'm running towards the icon and I just see the little ticks go down yeah. as it as the last person standing is taking the hits. But yeah, you know, for infection, for a guy that doesn't enjoy infection, it wasn't too, it was pretty fun. Am I going to jump into it? Probably not. Uh, if the lobby wants to play a few rounds of it, then sure, we can play a few rounds of it, but it's definitely not something that's on my personal playlist. Same. I'm not strong at infection. It's fun to play it every now and then, but it's not a go-to for me in terms of matchmaking. Now, custom games, on the other hand, that oh, use yeah. the infection mechanics, that's one thing. I'm hoping that somebody does speed with the infection game type soon. That would be fun. There was, oh, there was a mini game or another game that came out not too long ago. Oh, Crossy Road. Do you remember playing that at all from mm-hmm. Halo 5? 
I may I may have played it. I probably just don't know what it was. It's essentially Frogger. You have different obstacles that you have to run through and get to. Oh yeah. But someone I forget if it was the original maker of Crossy Road from Halo Five that made it or not, but that got released this week using some of the new Forge features that came with season mm-hmm. four. Uber Nick was playing it on stream and I was watching him play it. It looks like a lot of fun. So that might be something that if we ever get into customs again, because I know we've been doing a lot more Halo Infinite matchmaking with our Fragging Fridays, but if we do customs, we might have to give Crossy Road a try. I may have to look it up and get it bookmarked. Wish I could download it, but anyway. <laughs> Everything's in the cloud. I don't want it in the cloud. I don't want it on my Xbox so I can find it. Anyways. Well, thanks for the update. As for the event that I had on Friday, I was part. I was taking part in a little kind of community streamer thing. There were two different things going on. There was something for that Oath was running, and then something that Carnal Redbird was running. And I was doing the Carnal Redbird thing. But we had a list of challenges that we had to do across Halo Reach, Halo Two Anniversary, and Halo Three. And we had an hour inside each game to get up to five challenges. And the team that I was on actually managed to tie for first in getting the challenges that we had to get. Uh, There were some pretty interesting challenges that we had to go for. Uh, For those that are interested, uh, I'm going to see if I can find the challenges. Uh, Did they clear? I hope they didn't clear it out already. That would be annoying if they did. Um... Dang it, maybe they did. Gosh, they, I guess they really cleaned up after that event, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Scrolling up. When was that? That would have been the 24th. It was a lot of fun, though. Uh, everyone that I played with I hadn't met before. It was a whole new squad for me, but we had a lot of fun. Well, know, that's I'm good. I'm surprised we, we did as well as we did. <laughs> Here we go. So on Halo 3, we... the so each game had five challenges that we had to do. So the object wasn't to win games or win objectives. It was play a game, try to get these challenges done. Mm-hmm. For Halo 3, we had get a splatter spree medal, get an overkill without using any weapons, get 20 plus kills in the game, get a sharpshooter medal on Valhalla, and get a death from the grave medal. Essentially, anyone on the team could earn these so as long as one person earned it it counted for the team i think Mm -hmm. on halo 3 we got three of them we got the splatter spree the sharpshooter and the death from the grave uh we may have gotten the 20 kills in one game i don't remember halo reach was get a yoink medal Uh, three players have to get 10 plus assists in one game two firebird medals in one game a killing frenzy and a Wheelman Spree Medal. I ended up getting three of those for our team. Uh, we got the Yoink. We got all but the three players get 10 plus assists in one game for Halo Reach. Assists are tough. It's tough. Especially when you're actually trying to get them. <laughs> and, and you have to, ha- and it was three people had to have 10 plus assists. And this, getting assists in Reach is hard. Getting yeah. assists in any of the Bungie games is hard because you have to be the, I think it's, you have to deal at least 40% of the damage 
and not have the kill within a certain time window. It only gives assist to one person. So. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I always dread getting the assist challenges. Just like, this is going to take forever. Because mm-hmm. it, it magically, whenever I get that, that particular challenge, all of a sudden I get no assists. <laughs> the assists are a little bit easier to get in Halo Infinite because it yes, actually they are. gives assists to more players. Mm-hmm. If you do any significant amount of damage to a person, you'll get an assist, and it'll get an assist to multiple people, which is nice for Halo Infinite. But the old Bungie assist mechanism, it was rough. And it showed in, in, in Reach. And then for Halo 2 Anniversary, we had someone needed to get a perfection, get a multi-kill with one grenade, get a spectacular medal, 10 plus vehicle kills in one game, and a 360 no-scope. Well, I can think of two of them you didn't get. (laughs) We got the uh, Perfection, Staketacular, and 360 no-scope. Oh, you did? Someone got a Perfection, yeah. Wow. Yep. Someone managed to get a Perfection. I'm actually more impressed somebody got a 360 no-scope. And it was actually on Cardinal Redbird, too. <laughs> it was on Last Resort, or the, uh, whatever the Zanzibar Halo 2 Anniversary yeah. remake is. Yeah. I thought we got a multi-kill with one grenade, but I think that's the one that they didn't give us, or the person thought it was a multi-kill with one grenade, and it wasn't. Review the tape! But we tied for first, so it was a lot of that's fun. That's cool. Uh, Laird's asking in the question about the HCS stream tomorrow. Do we know if the skins stack for watch time? I do not know for certain. I know there's a lot of buzz around the last event where they were not stacking. I think it depends on how they're configured, and they really don't say much about how those drops are configured time-wise until like maybe the day of. So your guess is as good as ours on whether or not they're sticking to how they did it last event or if they're going to revert it and let them stack. So... Don't know. Sorry. I'm not interested in any of them anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so let's get on to the news. Since we're talking HCS, we'll go ahead and mention that the next event is happening this weekend. So by the time you're hearing this podcast, uh, the event's probably already over. Unless you're not there, in which case the event's going on now. There will be the unlocks and everything. You can check out the streams over on Twitch and YouTube. Slash Halo and Slash HCS are the, the first two streams. I think HCS Blue and HCS Red are the other two on Twitch. There's going to be other community streamers for the other drops as well. So just make sure you head on over to Twitch and check all that stuff out to get your drops if you haven't gotten them from previous events. They're going to also be changing up the qualification and seating for future events. So this event is not being changed for the Arlington Major there are going to be some seating changes for the Fort Worth event, though. If you're interested in some of those changes, head on over to Halo Waypoint and check out the latest article over there on how that format is changing. They're sure getting you. lazy boys, right? <laughs> Gosh, that would be... Is it comfortable to game in a lazy boy? It depends on your style. No, I was thinking more for the crowd. 
Oh. <laughs> they should have that in the... Because they have, I think, just bean bags in the... I forget what they call that pass, but it's like the premium pass that you can buy. Yeah. You don't get a lot of extra stuff for that, for that price, not going to lie. I mean, if you don't have a lot of Halo swag, the swag bag's cool. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have be able to have drinks in the venue without paying the venue prices, it's nice, but there's not too many useful perks. I think if, if you've been to one event before, if you've been to a lot of events before, it's not too much of an added thing, in my opinion, but Oh, the VIP. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. VIP pass. Yeah. When I was gaming in my living room and I didn't have a dedicated space for it, um, I spent a lot of time sitting on the edge of my couch. I don't think I could really. I wound up, I wound up with a lot of sore backs and butts. I don't think I could. After gaming so much at a desk, I don't know if I could. Unless it's a LAN party, I don't think I could game on a couch. Well, yeah, I you know occasionally when I'm sitting in the living room, I'll fire up Destiny and play it on my laptop down there. But I don't do anything that requires any kind of coordination. You know, I'll, I'll bounty farm or I'll, you know, I'll do stupid stuff, stuff that doesn't really require a lot of concentration. Um, Stuff's a little more laid back. It's easier to mm-hmm. do that, I think. Like if you were to do like a Stardew Valley or a Zelda game or mm-hmm. Skyrim, Fallout, like those that don't require millisecond precision or that high octane gameplay. Yeah. Couch is fine. But as far as sitting there really focusing and really trying to do well, I find like sitting up and gaming that way is better. Anyways, I digress with the halo infinite season four update. We did talk a little bit about what they announced on the stream and what was coming into season four, we talked a little bit about infection. Uh, GT, have you had a chance to play either of the new maps yet? I guess you've probably I have played, played Forest with infection. Yeah, I have played Forest. I have not played the big team map. I haven't played Scar yet. Scar yet. I don't think. So once once you have a chance to play that, we should talk about. It. But what's your first impressions about Forest? Forest is okay. I mean, it's a good infection map. I mean, I played it. it it's also in the like Fiesta rotation as well. I, it's an okay map. I didn't, you know, there wasn't, I haven't had a really enough time to really critique the map. I mean, I had fun playing on it. That's one thing, but yeah, I just, I haven't really got a feel for it yet because I've only played it a couple of times. So. Uh, it'll probably take me a good month before I get a real good feel for the maps. I just don't play as much as I used to. But yeah, I mean, it seems like a pretty well-designed map so far. Okay. Any particular things that stand out to you, good or bad? It's a play forest. Styles? <laughs> oh, it is a forest. It's aptly named. Oh, you're, yeah, if you want any more than that, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, maybe the other term you could throw is ruin because there's kind of like a foreigner ruin built into. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it's pretty balanced so far, but you know, I've only played like two game types on it. So 
and you know neither one of them are really critical game types you know like i was complete competitive capture the flag or anything very nice all right so in addition to forester was is scar we'll talk about that when gt has a chance to run into that in one of our big team sessions uh, speaking of maps, Solitude, which is the Plaza remake, is now available in various matchmaking playlists. There's an article on Waypoint for those that are interested to see a little bit more about how the map was designed, what went into consideration for design. It went from a very neon restaurant-type city space into a little bit more industrial in this version of, of the map. It plays pretty close to how Plaza played. It's a little different just because you don't have the fixed FOV as you did in Halo 5. So I, they say in the article that it's a near one-to-one remake of it. I think it just doesn't quite feel that way because we, I have my FOV set to 105 instead of 76, 78 mm-hmm. that Halo 5 is. So it feels a little bit more wide open, but I think that might just be the FOV, not the actual layout of the map yeah it's kind of funny whenever i when you know infinite decides to reset all my settings hopefully you shouldn't be doing that anymore with the season update at least it hasn't done that for me hopefully but it you know i'd be i I wouldn't even think of field of view and i'd get into a match i'm like why am i moving so slow fov change it's amazing you're still traveling at the same speed but the perception of motion is so different Hmm. It's so weird. It really is. Because whenever it goes going back to Halo Five, it's like, why do I feel so slow? Mm-hmm. Like Which in-, in Halo Five used to feel really fast. Yeah. And I mean, the gameplay is still pretty quick, pay quick, fast paced. Uh, it's just, uh, just your movement feels restricted. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be, I think if they ever get around to it, it'd be, it's going to be a really nice thing if they get that moved over to PC. A lot of people have been asking for it. Well, yeah, a lot of people were asking for reach and then they, they gave it to us cause they screwed up <laughs> or ODST. Sorry, not reach. Yeah. Well, actually, no, wait a minute. They did give us reach for the same reason, didn't they? They... Because it was originally just one, one, two, and three, and one, two, three, and four, and then they gave they gave us reach, and then later on they gave us ODST, right? Isn't that how it worked? I believe that's correct. Because everybody was screaming they wanted reach in the Master Chief Collection too. I have to go back to the history books on that one. I honestly don't remember. I don't. I've slept a couple of times since then. And that's kind of a part of Halo that Halo history I've blocked. <laughs> Don't know why. Hmm. Scratch his chin. I would yeah, if Sol- I could reach it. No. Solitude's in several playlists. Go check it out. It's plays very true to Plaza, obviously, with different game mechanics. It's going to feel a little different, but it still plays pretty well to Plaza. A lot of the main traffic areas. I've only played it once. I played it earlier today just to try to get on it. And it felt like Plaza. 
So well, I look forward to playing it. I'm, I'm sure we'll get it tomorrow night. Yep. We've also got a new piece of intel, thanks to the latest hazmat event, which also started this week on Tuesday. Uh, this one kind of extends on the narrative that we ended off in the end of season three, which uh, I guess before we move on to that, Sketch put a tweet out saying that there's going to be no more narrative stuff in multiplayer. Kind of saw that coming when they decided to fire all of the narrative staff, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty much what we got is what they already had done. Yeah. And I, I'm with Dust. I kind of figured that was going to happen as well. Um, yeah, you fire all the people to write the story, and then the story goes away. Big surprise. Yep. Don't know what's going to happen from here on out. If they're going to just leave it there, maybe pick up on it later. I do really hope that somewhere on a back shelf somewhere, they are doing something for Story for Infinite. At least it's queued up just at the bottom of the list. I, I don't know that they, well, the game's not going to last 10 years if they don't have any story. I mean, I know a lot of the core narrative folks are still there. So Grim Brother mm-hmm. 1's still there. Corrine's still there. Oh, yeah, there's still going to be external fiction, little write-ups on Waypoint, things like that. But I'm talking in-game. You know, like campaign expansion or some type of story expansion in-game. Because not everybody that plays Halo goes to Halo Waypoint to see the latest on the story. Nope. And not everyone who plays Halo plays like going back to at least the Bungie games and the earlier 343 games I think the stats they came out with was it was a pretty even split between those that play campaign and multiplayer Mm -hmm. as far as time invested into the game yeah I mean yeah that's kind of the way I am I still play campaign I even still go back and I play uh, 1 through 4 even reach uh, from time to time, uh, it's kind of nice to go back through the story because even though I've played it so many times, I still pick up on new things mm-hmm. or things. The way I think of things has changed because of the external fiction I've read. It's like reading a book. You go back, read a book, you find new details every time mm-hmm. you go through it and Sure, you may have read it before, but maybe you just didn't pick up on it or you see it in the new light after. Well, yeah, every time I go through one of the every time I go through one of the books, I find something new or I see something differently. I'll get there one of those days. Sure. <laughs> Here's hoping, right? Looking forward to the next book. Yeah. <laughs> uh the Hazmat Events live as well. So in addition to the little Irtus intel, which kind of extends what we ended up with at the end of Season 3, we have the 10-tier free battle pass with the Hazmat event. There's going to be two playlists in this first set of weeks for the event. Week 1 is going to be New Arena Unlimited, and the second week is going to be New BTB Unlimited. Obviously, to highlight, I'm sure, the new maps that are in matchmaking. No, I wouldn't think they would do that. <laughs> Since your battle pass, 
starting this week for the first two week session. This will uh, conclude on the last event, the containment event, which will be running two weeks from August 29th to September 12th. And then we get season five, whatever that ends up being. To be announced. Yeah. They're probably still trying to figure out what it's going to be. Anyway. <laughs> well, now that they're focused on content, it's probably going to be more maps, potentially game modes. I hope so, because if they're not going to give a story, they need to give us something. They, you know, they have to generate a reason to come back. Don't get me wrong, the battle passes are nice, but that only gets you so far. Yeah. I mean, clearly they're getting something from the customizations because people are still going for it. And like, if people oh, yeah, they wouldn't be focusing on it as much, but they're, they're, yeah, that's a sore subject. <laughs> that's, anyways, mom, that, that's daddy Microsoft line in his pockets. Anyway, because apparently 343 is not getting the money couple other articles and then some other tweets to touch on before we conclude the podcast tonight. Tashi put an update last week about some matchmaking updates are going to be happening to ranked rotationals. There have been some feedback that they've collected from the community and are implementing. First one being that the ranked rotational playlists are going to be extended from two weeks to four weeks. And people were saying that they just got they just get in the ranks and get into the group before the playlist gets up and changes. So they're doing that. People want to see more playlists. They're not committing to that yet, but they're analyzing what playlists have population when they're in and which ones don't. So they're keeping four rotational playlists and dropping four. So the four that they're keeping is ranked Slayer, ranked Doubles, ranked Snipers, and ranked Tactical Slayer. And they're dropping ranked FFA, ranked Survivors, ranked Lone Wolves, and ranked Elimination. Surprised there's no ranked objective. Unless that's a permanent playlist. It might be a permanent playlist. Mm. I'm sorry. I just. There really should be an FFA playlist. For ranked? Th- or just in general? Both. But I, actually, it only really needs to be in ranked. It does, there doesn't need to be a social one. Well, you, there's the social wacky type game modes that are FFA that you could have a social one. That's FFA for. Well, there, that's I mean, what you have. One of, that's that's what you have at an action sack playlist for. Right. No, I mean, I, I in Halo Five, most of my time, I you know when I'm not playing with other people, was spent in FFA. That's what I ranked in every season was FFA, and I just I really hate to see that go away. Because honestly, with ranked FFA, that's where I felt, at least in Halo 5, the most comfortable with the people I was competing against as far as being balanced. You know, they're not, you know, I'm not shooting diamonds. I'm not, you know, playing against diamonds. I'm not playing against bronzes. I'm playing against people close to my skill. Some are better, some are lower. But it just seemed like I did better, or it, it helped me improve, because I, you know, there was enough competition to where I had to try. I mean, I really had to pay attention to my gameplay, because there were people playing against me that were better than me, or rank at least ranked higher than me, 
So I had to learn my, you know, it, I had to learn tactics and be aware of spawns. So it helped me. And I think that's part of the reason I enjoyed Halo 5 so much. Because I noticed once I got away from playing FFA that my skill, skill fell off. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't e- as, sense. I wasn't as consistent as I was before. I could, I could see that. But it's, you know, with any, with any of the Halo games, uh, there's nights I'll pop off for the first two or three games, and then I'm crap for the rest of the night. Yeah, Usually after Bobby shows up. <laughs> he just, him and Keith just mess up our matching because they're just a lot higher up there than we are. No, he just st- steals all the kills. Well, I guess that's another issue. Hell, by the time with Bobby's there, by the time I find somebody to shoot, he's already got him. He's already killed him. <laughs> like, Damn it, Bobby! Leave some for us. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, come on, team player, man. Fifty and two. <sighs> yeah. Let's see what else do we have. They are considering community maps for the ranked playlists. They're doing the same thing that they're doing with the social matchmaking. They have access to the same pool of maps that are being considered. So for those that are forging maps and want to have their maps featured in ranked, just do the same things that they're doing with the guidelines that they have about having maps considered, which I believe the first round they said would be at the end of this month looked at and brought into the fold. So I think we'll see our first batch of community match making maps probably within the next month other than the the couple that have already been added there's ranked leaderboards now as well on halo waypoint so going into the stats you can see where everyone is ranked uh in the leaderboards and then of course look at the bottom you'll find me (laughs) i have to actually play ranked to actually get ranked in the first place (laughs) and then i haven't played ranked in a while but I haven't either. I wonder if you have to play ranked recently. I think you just have to rank in order to get put on the board. The last thing we have is the latest community corner. This is this month is highlighting Will Clements, which I don't know if I recognize that name. A lot of I think this would be chibi art style kind of Halo stuff. I think that's the art style type but there's an interview with them by Haruspis that was posted yesterday so like how they're highlighting some community members uh, by this means and showcasing off some some things going on on the social side of things a couple of things from Twitter Mini Slayer is now in Social Slayer and I did actually get it once in matchmaking before I hopped on the the podcast tonight. It's very different and hectic for Mini Slayer. I don't know if you remember it from Halo 4 or Halo 5 GT, but the way this one plays... I remember Mini Slayer. The way this one plays is uh, quite different. I I, I liked when you died, you turned into spaghetti. (laughs) This one doesn't have that issue. Oh, that was the best part. (laughs) (laughs) 
They don't have the graphical artifacting like they did in Halo Four. That wasn't as a that wasn't a glitch. That was a feature. <laughs> so, for those that are interested in checking it out, you essentially are a tiny Spartan. Although your hitbox is the same size, so it's actually not that difficult to get hits on such a tiny thing. If you get in vehicles, those shrink down, but the hitboxes are still the original size. It's just they, the actual graphical piece of it shrinks. And that's kind of a way with a lot of it, too. So they obviously change the gravity of and jump height of everything to account for the smallness that you are. But the hitboxes on everything is the same, even though visually you, you do shrink. Your Spartan hitbox would actually kind of shrink to where your head is actually on your head, and your body kind of sinks into the floor <laughs> as far as your hitbox. But for the actual vehicles, the vehicles shrink, I think, center mass. So you can board a Banshee from like 10 feet away because the hitbox is still that wide, even though the Banshee is this tiny little thing. <laughs> So it's 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 Well, that's got to be a pain to fly. It's it's interesting. I mean, cuz you get too close to a cliff and all of a sudden you're spinning and you don't you say I wasn't even close to it. Yep, you hit a wall and it's like I'm not even there. It's like, well, your hitbox is. <laughs> that's hilarious. Social Slayer, check it out. It's interesting, different than other mini slayers, but it works. There's just some quirks that make it interesting just with how Halo Infinite's engine works and what they did to make that happen. I want my spaghetti Spartan back. <laughs> uh, people have been discovering the whole being able to kill folks via quantum translocator. So the new telefrag, essentially. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen this one yet. There's been a few. There's been a few posts on Reddit. There's a few posts on Twitter. Vetoed actually posted one. Here, I'll post it in the, the Twitch chat for those that are interested. But Vetoed got one that he posted uh, yesterday or earlier today. Eric Ibu says he got one. D- nice. I haven't got one yet. I'm waiting for that to happen one of these days. And then on the product side, there's some RC Warthogs, like actual, like good RC Warthogs <laughs> that you can get. It allows for up to 16 people to be using them in, in one area, which is pretty nice. You don't have that radio overlap, which is uh, good. And then something that's not Halo specific kind of tangentially related. Uh, Marty O'Donnell is doing a largest Halo chant thing. Uh, he posted this on his Twitter, but basically asking everyone to join uh, at GameQuire.com, I believe on July 10th, I want to say. Somewhere around then. But basically once the largest group of Halo fans, whatever, like to be the largest echo chamber of halo chants ever recorded so if you're interested in that head over to marty's twitter check that out if you want to participate in that sounds like a interesting little thing to to try and go for and that's it oh 
And uh, one other thing too, for those that are interested in attending, tickets for the final two Halo events of the year go on sale tomorrow, June 30th. This is going to be for the Fort Worth Major the first week into September, and then this is also for HCS Worlds as well, if you're interested in going. Nice. Yeah. Anything that you want to bring up before we wrap up the show tonight, GT? No, I think that's going to do it for me tonight. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow for Fragment Friday. We'll be on Infinite again, obviously. Come on over, join us, have some fun. And we'll catch you next week for the next issue of the podcast. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>